Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that jockey, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. Man, I got some shit to get into. Um, I got a lot of real life shit going on, so maybe I'll touch on some of that towards the end of this, but, um, you know, so that way, any kind of way it lands on me, like, you know, I could just be done with the show for the night, but, uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to get into these topics as I had them listed here. Um, Shaheen, you know, big shout out to Shaheen again, recording the show for me, um, and, uh, you know, hit me with these topics, too. Like, Shaheen, Shaheen gets it with that shit, you know? He he lays these topics down. But, uh... So, uh, a gender reveal party destroyed fucking California, pretty much. Um, this definitely affects me because uh, I've been checking air quality of Santa Clara for the past fucking three days. Because if it's over 200, which is weird because it was yesterday, it was over 200... It's like 209 or something. And then today, this morning, I checked and it was supposed to be like, if it's over 200, they're not allowed to play football. I've been hyped since the fucking Super Bowl ended with us on the losing side for us to fucking get back at it. 
Tomorrow is the day we play the Arizona Cardinals in Levi Stadium, Santa Clara, California. Not if the fucking air quality is. So with all the talk of COVID's going to shut the fucking NFL down, they're not going to be able to have a season. They're never going to happen. It's not going to happen. Oh, it'll happen for every team except for mine if the fucking air quality isn't right. Can you imagine that shit? So um, I'm like fucking hyped and nervous and all of that shit going into tomorrow because you know it's it's all about that air quality right now and it ain't really good it's crazy i saw some pictures that were like side by side with um pictures from blade runner and it was like the ones on the left that were the 2020 right now in cali shit it showed like the golden gate bridge with this like orangey glow Uh, this shit looked worse on the reality side than it did on blade runner so that's fucking crazy but, um, yeah, I mean, a gender reveal, really? Like, those motherfuckers should have to see that birth from fucking jail. Like, on some real shit. Because, like, tens of thousands of, of acres were burned. People lost their houses. People died, all this shit. Because you wanted somebody to know you had a boy or some shit. That's just, it's wild, man. It's absolutely wild that people are this fucking ignorant. But, um... I don't know. I I feel like anything that fucking lights or explodes or anything shouldn't be legal at all. Like people shouldn't be allowed to light a cigarette outside in California anymore because they have like a full blown fire season where you just might lose everything you have once a year, at least once a year. And I should like I don't know. There's got to be different regulations or something for that because that that's out of fucking control. I I can't even imagine living in a place and some of these multi million dollar homes and you know, movie stars and all this shit and athletes to live out there. And it's like, yeah, it might just burn your whole shit to the ground. I mean, the first thing I would do is build like a, an enormous moat, <laughs> like bring the drawbridge up. Fires are up, you know, fuck that. I ain't having that. Um, what will happen to black friday Christmas shopping? This is, I don't know, man, the whole uh, Christmas season, Uh, And everything coming after that, I think, has a lot to do with how this election lands, because this shit could go bad either way. You know, Uh, I am 100 percent behind Biden as far as um, the election goes. But I also think, like, you know, does he get elected? You know, this this is like Custer's last stand out this motherfucker for these bitches. Yeah, I mean, these crazy over the top gun toting racists and shit, they're going to come out of the fucking woodwork mad as fuck. So I I think shit goes down um, if uh, old Trump loses, you know, and then if Trump wins, it's just like the the Confederacy winning, you know, (laughs) instead of the way it went. Like, I, I just can't even imagine. I mean... These people spent three and a half or, you know, close to four years furious at the Democrats while having their way. Like they had a Republican in office and they were still irate at Democrats all year round. Like, I don't know how that works. That's like if we beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, me being just mad as fuck at the Chiefs, like, fuck that team. Like, what are you talking about? You know, now I have a reason to have a chip on my shoulder. But honestly, I don't really hate the Chiefs. I, I mean, we blew that fucking game. I see these people on this, this, these Niner pages and shit, and they're like, oh, well, you know, the refs and this, like, whatever. We blew a huge fucking lead. 
we lost that fucking game and it was heartbreaking, but let's, let's not fucking change what it actually was. If anything, for the longest time, the chiefs were my second favorite team because that's where Montana went, you know? So when Montana went there, um, you know, that definitely sent a piece of San Francisco over there. We get to start playing football tomorrow. Um, chiefs beat the shit out of the fucking, um, the, the Texans. So I, I'll do like a football thing on the, uh, Facebook live sometime in the next week after, uh, after all tomorrow's games go down. But, uh, if you didn't check out last one, I mean, I guess if you want to check it out before the games tomorrow, you can, you can check that out. But, um, so yeah, uh, Tremont retiring, you know, Hey, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know what he does next. I mean, hopefully he's able to turn, find some money-making venture. I don't know if, like, this H2O wrestling is enough to pay the bills. I mean, I don't even know what the bills are. I think he lives in the H2O building. I don't know if he still does. I know he did for a while. Uh, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, there's only so long that you can do what Matt Tremont did, you know, as far as deathmatch wrestling. You know, he... He's gone like to legendary status within the deathmatch world. So to you know do that for any longer than what he's done for how, for how much longer? You know you get oh one more. And again, I I a hundred percent think he'll be back because Tremont's gone back on everything he's ever said. You know, Tremont said he was done with CZW. He came back to CZW. Um, Tremont said he was done with deathmatch tournaments, not death matches, but deathmatch tournaments. He went back to deathmatch tournaments. So now he says he's done with everything completely overall eh, until the right fucking thing shows up. And then he's probably back, you know, uh, for a while now, it's been all he knows. And that's what goes on with a lot of these people that, you know, quote unquote, retire. It's all they know. So when some shit that looks really attractive to them comes along a booking wise or you know, whatever opportunity, you know, they start to spin around. Yeah, maybe I'll do it again. There's a million reasons to walk away from it for sure. Cause you know, I mean, the money is really only so much and you know, the, the toll on the body has got to be insane. I mean, Matt Tremont looks 15 years older than me. I'm 42 and he's younger. He's in his thirties. So I think early thirties. I don't, I don't even think he's that old, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he looks like he's in his fifties. No question. Um, definitely doesn't look younger than me, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's not a good look. You know, I don't, how far into your future do you actually hold up? It's difficult. Uh, winter is coming. What's going to happen with the outdoor eating? Um, well, I mean, this is, this is a lot of just, um, you know, they're using them as guinea pigs out there. They're opening these things up. There's no vaccine. There's no anything. And I think the only thing that controlled COVID to begin with is the fact that we scaled back. We quarantined. We used social distancing and masks and, you know, kind of locked some things down. I understand opening things back up in order to get business going, but to just go like, all right, we're back and just be completely unsafe. I think that's insane. And you're just asking for a bigger second wave than the first one was. Um, and you know, I've just seen it and I've seen it way too much where it's, it's not just, okay, we could social distance, but inside and we could do this, we could do that. 
some people do it the right way. I'd say more people than not are just doing like it just went away. Oh, I can come in there. Cool. Bring my five kids. Let me be in there. You know, no mask. No, you know, I don't know. It's, it's scary shit. I'm definitely not loosening up my, um, my safety net because it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, if they see some kind of vaccine, some kind of treatment that, okay, we, we found this breakthrough where if we treat it with this in this amount of time, it's a, it's a very curable situation. Like, no, there's, there's people still dying. There's, you know, so I don't know. Um, Black Lives Matter attack people at restaurants. I didn't really know too much about this. I, I think I read something or saw a video or something. A, a, any of this type of shit that starts going on. And I said this from the start. If it becomes destruction and violence to counter something that was wrong, there is no good solution to that. Um, you know, a lot of that shit too. Like a lot of the chants and the... the um, the statement is, you know, no justice, no peace. That that doesn't work for me. It really doesn't. If if you're you're threatening the authority, like we're going to be violent unless you 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 know put the right justice forth. I, I don't know if I want to hold out for that to just turn out the right way because in the meantime, it's chaos and other innocent people are getting hurt and innocent people's jobs and businesses are being threatened, you know, by things burning down and looted and this and that. And I don't agree with that. And and I like, you know, I would feel that way about any cause or anybody who takes that route, you know, where they start destroying things and, and hurting people, you know, it just, it's just not a civil way of, of acting. And, you know, and if there is a hatred, if there's a group that hates this group, you know, hates this race. And then in retaliation to their hatred, you show violence. You know, you start to make them more justified within their group, you know. Not where, you know, your common person's going to believe in what they're saying, but it just, it fuels their fire that much more. They lock and load. They, you know, they're out there looking for people. You know, it's it's just... I just think it continues to add fuel to a very, very dangerous, very terrible fire. And I think there needs to be more cooperation and less separation. You know, um, it's that's just I I think what has to happen. I know there's more to it than that. I know that's easier said than done. But the start of it can't be violence and destruction. It just can't be. You know, if that's the route you want to take, that's the route you want to take. But I don't think you're solving a motherfucking thing. So. Um, uh, Trump nominated for a Nobel Peace uh, Nobel Peace Prize. I, I can't even imagine that. that. That's a real thing. I, you know, I can't even. Um, Eddie Kingston gets signed to AEW. That's fucking awesome because Eddie. I mean, Eddie's a cool ass dude. I'm gonna go into the questions that uh, I think it was only like one person on Facebook, but I remember one of those questions was. Eddie Kingston getting signed and an Eddie Kingston story. So I'll try to like throw in a story amongst this too. Um, Eddie Kingston gets signed to AEW, which is awesome because I I've always loved Eddie. Um, his performance, he's always been a great dude. Um, I remember one time he was recovering. Well, he had just broken his foot in CZW and he fucking, he was fucked up bad. 
and and it was like his I think it was his foot or his ankle. He broke something. He was on crutches the next month and I wanted to talk to him and he just kind of fucking blew me off. And prior to that, he had always been cool as shit. And uh, so I got like fucking because, you know, that was back in my drinking days, too. So I had a chip on my shoulder like, fuck this guy, dude. Like, how's he going to talk to me like I'm some fucking idiot? And uh, so I had like this chip on my shoulder and shit. And then I told him like the next month. I saw him again the next month, and he's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, this, this fucking injury and these pills, you know, that I had to take for this fucking pain got my head all fucked up. And, you know, no no problem, partner. You know, we cool, man. So I'm like, yeah, okay, no, you know, no problem. And then um, there was a show that was like in Bayville or something. It was like a Jersey All-Pro show. So they had like an after-party thing where they went to like a local bar. We go to a local bar. Kingston walks up to me and my girl and was like, yo, let me buy y'all a drink, man. I still feel bad for that. Da, 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 da. And fucking straight up bought us a drink. You know what I mean? So this is like that type of shit that like fans would do for wrestlers. But he's such a good dude that he, you know, he felt that he, he wanted to reach out to, to do, you know, extend some gesture of, you know, kindness or an, an olive branch type deal. And, and I thought that was the coolest fucking thing. Because it showed me, like, you know, he's a real dude. And if he didn't mean some shit that affected somebody some way, he'll, he'll let you know. You know? He, he's he's a real dude. You know? And I, and I respect that. So, I've always loved him. Um, you know, hopefully I'll get him to come back on the show at some point. I haven't, you know, reached out to him in years. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's always one of my favorite guests. Um, just a great dude. So... Uh, congratulations to him. I really hope it works out. I don't even know how AEW is doing ratings or whatever the fuck, but I don't really care. You know, again, I hope uh, everything's going great for him. And, you know, him being on people's televisions is great because he's one of the best promos in the business, hands down, if not the best. Um, Spring Break 4 is announced. Do I give a fuck? Nope. Uh, thoughts on Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss tag team. Joey's dressing more like a woman. Um, hey man, what can you do? Uh, I'm sure Sonny could help him with that. You know what I mean? Like style tips and shit like this. I don't know, man. Um, they seem like they gel well as a tag team from the little bit I saw. I gotta be honest with you. Probably the only thing I saw was when they did the dream sequence deal. And that became like, not viral, but you know, like it made the rounds in the independent scene and, you know, people who, you know, like Trent Acid and, you know, were into Trent Acid stuff. It it, it circulated within those groups of people. So I saw it and it looked like they were a good cohesive team and everything. But, uh, you know, I mean, again, like these are talented dudes. So, you know, if they're on people's televisions, great. You know, that's. That's good for him. I don't. I don't give a shit about the product at all. Like, there's. I don't think there's anything drawing me into watching wrestling on a regular basis, really, on any platform. So, but again, if if it makes some of the people who I liked a lot when I did watch it some money, good. You know. Um. WWE threatens its. Third party ventures, TikTok ads, and da, 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 where do I stand on it? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I always saw WWE as being completely controlling over any kind of money making ventures. You know, they 
they had a hand in all the advertisement. They had a hand in everything. They owned people's likeness to the point where, like, it was your birth name. But if you did some shit under it, you owed them fucking money. You know, so it doesn't surprise me at all. Like, you know, this internet, uh, the internet overall has taken so many different turns and has become lucrative on a lot of different avenues. You know what I mean? And, and now with the cameos and the this and the that. There's a lot of bit of you know that, that double dipping where you're under that WWE contract, but you're finding another way to make a little side money. And I don't remember that ever being a thing where WWE allowed that. So I, I feel like it's it's more of the same from them. Only like I guess there was a little period where they they let up a little bit, you know. Maybe you know how like in a you know an old law or an old contract kind of just like ages out. You know, or it's like, oh, well, there was nothing on the books to even cover what they're doing here. And, and I think now maybe they're just catching up with it because then they'll they'll launch their own version of whatever you were doing and try to make their own money off of it. I mean, it's it makes sense. I mean, I guess when you you work for the, the richest company in the world, wrestling wise, you, you know, you, you got to kind of go with the flow. Whatever rules they make up is those are your rules now. So. It's fine to me. Um, the Rock buys the XFL. What the fuck is he doing? I don't know what the fuck The Rock's doing. Um, I, I got to figure he has enough money to just not give a shit. Or, or maybe he has some kind of plan. But I, I just I cannot imagine the XFL surviving ever. My biggest flaw with that, my, my biggest problem with that, I should say, is you're never going to get the top talent. The top talent always goes to the NFL. You're, unless you somehow generate some insane fucking money, I don't even know where it would come from, but you'd have to have more money than the NFL to offer guys bigger contracts than the NFL pays. Like you'd have to be out, able to outbid these athletes because even if you paid a guy who was a third string a little bit more to be a first string, if the NFL came calling and said, dude, we want to make you uh, uh, you know, a backup, they'd probably still go running back, you know, like, Oh, we want to give you a tryout and let you compete for the starting job. Fucking buy XFL. Yeah. NFL buy me out of my contract or whatever, you know, it's just never going to work. It's guys who, who wouldn't make it in the NFL. So why are you going to watch the XFL? And I guess there's the, the option of doing it in off season for football hoping that the people who still want football now turn to you for football. And I kind of thought like that was going to be the deal. Like I thought like, all right, like I'm so into fucking football like that. I, you have no idea how fucking hyped I am for tomorrow, but I, I thought like, okay, cool. That that's a, that's a good thing. They got the football. And what was the other thing? Didn't they come out with another thing, another type of fucking league? And that didn't last. And I thought the same thing. I was like, maybe that'll fucking, maybe that'll fill the void. And I watched like uh, a quarter or something. And I was like, eh, all right, I'm all set. It just, it's not the same. You know, there's a specific identity to the NFL that, it just it just is what it is. There's no replacing that. There's no duplicating that. There's no end then also. I'm also not a college football fan, so I'm that boxed into the NFL is what I like. It's just what I like. 
Um, I want to side note on this. This fucking continuous trend where people need to inform you that because people are kneeling or because there's Black Lives Matter on a flag or, or there's this, I'm not watching the NFL. Well, first off, that's a shame because now the NFL is going to close without your fucking turning on your television or you're following the NFL. Half of these people never watched the fucking NFL to begin with. These motherfuckers watch figure skating and shit. You know, th- these aren't fucking football fans that are like, well, I was really dying to watch the fucking season, but now that they kneeled, not watching a single game, you were not a football fan. You're a jerk off. That, that, that's what that is. I don't give a, here's my thing. I don't give a fuck if they kneel, stand, jerk off, or fucking, you know, do synchronized swimming before the fucking game. I don't give a shit until that ball is in the fucking air what goes on before that. What, but until the fucking kickoff happens, I'm fucking pacing around going, oh, come on, this fucking game. Let's, you know, I never fucking saluted the flag from my living room. I never fucking stood there like fucking honoring the national anthem. Fucking, you know. Nobody fucking did. Now all of a sudden they all pretend like this is how things go and how dare they. Who gives a shit? You know? And they're like, oh, they're ruining the game. I, look, I'm the fucking... I was the first one to fucking say that Colin Kaepernick is a fucking clown. He always has been. He always will be. He used a, a real thing for his own publicity stunt. That's what he used it for. He made himself a shitload more money. He made himself a shitload more famous. They're talking about putting this guy in the fucking Hall of Fame. This guy, like, fucking brought my team from fucking great to garbage in no time. We were so fucking defeated. Like, there was no comebacks. There was no, we're down a touchdown. We'll fucking answer that back. There was us getting blown out while this guy overthrew the ball, got sacked more than any quarterback in the NFL, despite having a faster fucking 40 speed than any quarterback in the NFL at the time. This guy would overthrow fucking 90% of his throws because at that point he was running scared. He was getting sacked so often he was just like, fuck it. You know, he lost a fucking starting job to Blaine fucking Gabbert, which come on, man. It's Blaine Gabbert. At that one point, he was not as good as Blaine Gabbert performance-wise. That's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? So this is what this guy was. So he did something that for him it was smart. I'm not really trying to hear that he was he was legitimately, you know, backing this cause or whatever. He used it to to benefit himself that's i'll never not feel that way because again he didn't do that shit when he was in the super bowl he was kissing his bicep that's all he did he didn't say oh and by the way you know da, 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 da. every interview he did he had nothing to fucking say until he became a down sloping quarterback where his skills were diminishing the league figured out his type of game and weren't having it anymore and he lost his fucking starting job and went into a backup role. And then suddenly he had a big cause. That's look, that's, you know, it's not coincidence. I'm a Niner fan. I got the cap jersey, this and this. It's, it's just, it is what it is. So that's that. I don't give a fuck whether people kneel or not. I, I mean, look, 
do whatever you want to do. I, I don't care on if every interview you're like, look, uh, anyway, yeah, it was a great game. However, I'd like to talk about the injustices and, and you know, I, psh, do whatever you want to do. Your platform, you do what you want to do. I, I would get upset if it interfered with the actual game. It never did. Never did. Not one fucking day. So when it comes to this, the only thing I, I, I don't like about it is, is because it turns everything into that. That's the only thing I don't like about it. Because whether people are for or against it, you go on the Niner page, you go on the NFL, you go on a sports page. It's like fucking 10 times a year you got to hear, oh, why don't they sign cap? Why don't they bring Cap back? Oh, you see, they signed this guy, but not Cap. That third string quarterback's not as good as Cap. And it's like, dude, we stop it with the fucking. And, and then it turns into, you know, who's mad at the fucking kneeling? Who's not mad at the kneeling? Who's this? And it's like, dude, I just want to, I just want to hear what you guys think about next week. I mean, you know, the Eagles fucking left side of the offensive line is fucking garbage. The quarterback's injury prone. They signed a backup who seems like he's a guy who's fit to be a starter. So is this part of the fucking plan is to like, you know. Put fucking Carson out the pasture, fucking kill his ass back. I, I mean, I want to get some fucking banter going. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to hear about like your fucking political thoughts and your this and this. Football for me is an escape. It's, it's entertainment. And entertainment is an escape from your regular life, from the shit that you really rather not deal with. And, you know, it's not a cure-all, but I think that's the reason why these players and these uh, musicians and things like that get paid the amount of money they do. Because that distraction is priceless, you know, to take us out of just that going crazy mentality that that work and, and you know, all the, the bills and the this and the this. To have that little bit of like a, a break, you know, the sports the comedy the you know whatever your your thing is you know so the more that that pulls reality pulls into the actual sport the more you know it's not what i came for you know but again whatever you're doing before the game whatever you're doing after the game whatever you're doing in fucking interviews whatever you do i do what you want to do i'm good I got no issue with what goes on. The fan banter is, is some shit that, you know, is a different story, but, but whatever. I got, you know, I've, I've just exited pages. It's, it's, it's all good. Like, I don't really need to talk to these motherfuckers. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just that. I, I, I've definitely gotten insanely fucking tired of people here, hearing people say like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not watching because, you know, they support that. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know I mean. Go support your mother's tits. Like, you know, what are you fucking talking about? Fucking not watching football because I, I saw a guy kneel and that's the end of this. You know, I mean, these guys have let fucking woman beaters and fucking, you know, drunken drivers and animal fucking murderers and this and this back in the fucking league. Child abusers and, you know, and, and they've let all this in the league. You're not boycotting the fucking thing, you know? And that's not to say that I am, because I'm not boycotting shit, man. I'm watching it for entertainment. I listen to DMX's music. I hope he dies slow. You know what I mean? It's, it's just that's just how I go. I'm not going to rock his fucking t-shirt. The NFL is a different story. You know, I'll rock Niner gear and this and this and this. But if one of those fucking players on one of those jerseys does some shit, well, then, you know, I'm not going to wear that jersey anymore. Just like I got Alden Smith's fucking name changed on the back of the jersey when... When he turned his life into garbage. 
So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, Devin Moore puts up questionable status, sounded borderline suicidal. Yeah, he's been on that on and off shit for years where, um, you know, you, you get concerned about the dude. He's had obvious substance problems in the past um, with, uh, you know, the stealing in the locker room that one time. I don't know if it happened more than once, but it was, you know, documented as that time uh, with Joey and this and this. And, um, but... That's why when Ian said the shit that he said at King of the Death Match, I wasn't really happy about it. Because you you know when somebody's not doing well, they're not just like, hey, fuck him. I'm having a great time. I'll wrestle for the other five companies this weekend. Like, that's not what that was. You know what I mean? And I, I just, I don't know, man. You hope for the best of that guy, but you see his friends around him dying and suicide and this and that. And... Yeah, it's it's scary, you know. You don't know what these people are going through, so you know it. You really gotta, you know, step back before you, you know, you put people on blast that way. You know, I, I try to, you know, analyze or uh, uh, take some kind of fucking inventory on, on what people are up to before I really fucking lay it on them. Yeah, you know I mean. Like, I'll tell you, like, right now, I ain't getting into any fucking details at all. But I got some shit that I know now. Like, I got a bunch more information this past week. And, like, I know if I just dropped this shit, like, that person's fucking leaving this planet. And I ain't I ain't about that. I ain't got no fucking, I ain't got no reason to do that. You know? Even though I don't like the guy, like, I, I got no reason to do that. That's not something I want on my hands. I want no part of that. So that's, you know, that's that. Um... But, you know, like I said, Ian should know better than that. His little fucking king of the death match doesn't mean shit as opposed to, you know, what Devin means to him as a person. So I would hope that they get past shit like that. And I, I would hope that Devin gets some fucking help because I'm sure he's struggling, you know. Um, Matt Hardy smacks his head on the ground, gets knocked out. AEW has him continue the match. Overall thoughts on the decision to keep it going. Uh... I don't know. I mean, I feel like people have been wrestling through concussions for years. I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess, you know, when they started blaming CTE on everything, when, you know, guys were killing their families and shit like this, I guess that became like, well, now it's the company's responsibility to stop this and this and this. But like, who, who believes in that stance too? Do, do we believe that shit on the Indies? Cause I mean, that I, I don't, I don't see anybody going at like, you know, Danny DeMano or Brett Lauderdale's head or DJ or any of these people if like a, a nasty ass bump takes place mid match, you know? So I don't know. I mean, where where is the line for that? I mean, he he's a professional. He's been in the business a lot fucking longer than a lot of these guys. So if if he's alright with continuing, I, I mean, I don't know. I, wrestling, you know, as well as a lot of things, you're becoming so much more sensitive that it's like, oh, this used to be okay. We used to tough it out through this. Be like, well, it's not allowed anymore. So I, I don't know. You know, again, I don't give a shit about the the product or anything. But if wrestling is gonna be what wrestling was, I think they gotta fucking let certain shit go. You know, I don't know. Um. Da, da, da. Yeah. Um. 
Sheen, he's asking again, like, what's Christmas going to be like during COVID and all that, and and um, the shopping, the shipping, the, the uh, yeah, again, like it's right after the election, and that's that's really that's that big shit, man. And and we're just going to see how it shakes out. The the end of this year isn't going to go out smooth. I'll tell you that much straight up. Like one way or another, we're going to have another fucking bunch of rioting and violence. And, you know, we can hope come next year we get this shit going and get some kind of change. Some get some kind of leveling out. You know, where we get some kind of normalcy back and we're able to really fucking... Get back to, to just life the way that we, we knew it. Which, you know, I mean, you take for granted because a lot of the shit you didn't really think was that special. But you see the, the fucking tension and the, the violence and anger that that's turned up. It's just like, dude, give me the other shit back. This is this is not good. Um, will Halloween get canceled doing the contact with candy? Or will it go on since everyone can wear a mask and costume? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm not sending my kid from fucking house to house, you know? Again, yeah, like, the kid got a, maybe the kid has a mask on, not everyone, not everyone wears a mask, you know? People wear face paint, people wear, you know. But, I'm not letting my kids go door to door. People answering the door don't have fucking masks on. And you're within arm's reach of that. I mean, there's ways to get around it, you know, I've seen where, one was like, you know, I guess it was just like a for the internet thing, but it was like a fucking tube that went from like the house to a fucking candy bucket, <laughs> you know, and they just dropped it in and it went down the chute into the fucking, that would work out great. You get a long ass PVC pipe, get an angle on it and, you know, drop that fucking candy. But, um, you know, I, I don't think there's going to be a whole ton of people doing that. You could always do the leave the bowl out deal, but that shit's like the first five kids get all the candy and the rest of them look at a note that says we're out of candy. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I I can't imagine it just being normal, but a lot of people are doing shit like nothing ever happened. So I guess it just depends on the person's uh safety protocols or what you know whatever however they roll is how people are going to roll you know because you're going to be like we don't recommend trick-or-treating at the time this and this and then you'll get these you can come to my fucking house i'm tripling up on candy kids you're not taking this hollow away from me holiday away from me fucking it's my freedoms and it's like you know you'll get those you know so (laughs) i feel like it's just another one of these things that People choose their sides, and then you're you're a fucking filthy Democrat if you don't celebrate Halloween. And I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, there's a lot. Every everything's turned into something. Let me see what's the other uh, things I got here. Um. Yeah, Jeffrey Sand uh, put up a lot of the same things I, I covered already. Um, Matt Tremont retirement tour recovered. Eddie Kingston on TV wo- weekly. Uh, got that. Moe's yelling over there. Um, he knows it's about dinner time, so he's going to yell. Um, 
Trump recording about downplaying the virus. That shit is wild, man. Like, like he, he legitimately said, yeah, like I downplayed a virus because I don't want people to panic. Like, this is the same guy that said that, like, Mexicans are all going to come and rape you if, if <laughs> like, if he doesn't build a wall. <laughs> like, he, he doesn't want people to panic. The fuck are you talking about? Like, this isn't the guy who's who's been delicate throughout time, you know? So it's 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 contradictory to a lot of things that he said and operated like, but also disgusting that he would even admit to downplaying something that's been as severe as this is. So, you know, it's just more of that shit where it's like, you know that this is a fact. This is out there. This this is something that's fucking right there in the news and, and the, the audio recordings are there for you to listen. It's not misquoted. It's it, you can hear it. And then the people who support him go like, yeah, well, fucking Joe Biden's a creep. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're not even addressing what I just said. And then you're, you're making these wild claims about Joe Biden. And uh, he's a he's a cannibalist, Satan worshiping pedophile. And it's like, I don't fucking think he there's not a chance that he's all those things. I mean, <laughs> there's just like literally not a fucking chance. That someone's running for president, worshiping Satan, eating children, and, uh, you know, touching them or whatever the fuck. That, it's just not a real thing. But it's, it's fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. Um, oh, uh, he said, what is this CZW thing I'm doing? Oh, it's funny you ask because uh, it's nothing. <laughs> no, I, um, I wanted to go back and just go through year by year. Like one week I'll just go like, and even if I ran through real quick and just listed the shows and said, Hey man, you, you go back and watch this show because this was the one where, you know, they stretch Zandig out and fucking Smyrna and they fucking hit him with the light tubes and you know, all this crazy shit. Or this was the month that this happened. And I remember this and maybe I have a small like anecdote about something, you know, from that show being, that I, I attended so much of it. Now I was going to start in 2001 and kind of go through, you know, whether it be, you know, a year at a time or a couple months at a time or whatever the fuck. But that, that takes me actually going back and reading the show's results and going, Oh yeah, I remember this. Oh yeah. I remember this, which maybe eventually I'll do, but I, I can say that, but the time doesn't, you know, I work six days a week. I got three kids you know, I got a lot of animals at home and I got a lot of shit going on that, you know, isn't always so easy to deal with. So things I'd like to do doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to do them. You know, a lot of times they become overwhelming as I think like, all right, like I'd like to do this. And then I go to like, hmm, I don't want to spend my night doing that. Like I got to you know, other shit I could be doing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I haven't done a fucking thing with that yet, but maybe someday. Um, how's my eye? Yeah, I, um, so I got my fucking eyeball scratched and, uh, never did that before. So I'm doing a lot of new shit, which is really great. Um, so there's a cat Maddie that, um, she has been like kind of feisty, you know, um, she was like, you would move her. And when you put her back in the cage, she turn around and like, and she'd come at you a little bit. And then like, 
sometimes you'd be cleaning her cage, or you'd be cleaning the cage underneath her, and she'd fucking nail you. You know, she'd reach down and nail you. And uh, I, I never had her in my area specifically, but I knew she was like that. I, I've dealt with her enough to know that she's she's like that. And uh, I've seen cats like that before, and it's no big deal, especially, you know, her personality is so good when you're holding her and you're petting her and, you know, all that. She basically doesn't like the cage and becomes some form of defensive towards it, and she's just not really, she's not into the shelter shit, which, you know, I can't blame her. Most of them handle it amazingly, and, uh, you know, occasionally you get these, like, weird quirks and actions out of some cats, and, you know, you work around it, you keep, you know, you keep that noted, like, all right. I know to watch out when I do her cage or underneath her cage or, you know, whatever. So she was like that, but then she got sick. And when she got sick, she was so down and out that I was giving her appetite stimulant and I was, um, I was giving her fluids, like IV fluids. Um, I was doing everything I could for her and she was just so down and out. She wasn't herself. There was none of that. Like she, she wasn't coming at you for anything, you know, and I'm in her mouth with the meds, you know, a couple times a day and I'm, you know, holding her and, and giving her the fluids and, you know, I'm doing all this by myself, which I generally do. And, um, you know, she's easy as possible to, to do. So, you know, that like the same cat that was coming back at you over some stuff, you know, now you're doing a whole lot more to her and she's just tolerating it. So she's just not feeling good at all. Um, so the other day she <laughs> decided that she's feeling a lot better. Um, so I was showing a, a, a newer employee, you know, some different handling techniques and this and that, and I took her out and I was showing, and I said, so, you know, you hold her like this. And then once you have her like this, you know, you can, you can do a lot more and you could move her this way or that way. And it's, you know, uh, your safe is coming from this angle and whatever. And I put her back in the cage and then, um, Nacho, who was right underneath her, I was like, yo, and, and Nacho down here sometimes. Yeah. And I, I leaned forward a little bit and I was looking down like, so I wasn't looking at her anymore. I was looking the cage below her and was leaning kind of close to it. And she fucking stealth mode, didn't make any noise, didn't anything. And just went and just fucking popped me right through the fucking cage, like through the bars in the cage, just shot her paw out, hit me right in the fucking eyeball. And, um, I was like, oh, shit. It felt like someone hit me in the eye with a hammer. Like, <laughs> it was like, oh, shit. I just started tearing right away. And I just, like, kept explaining to the girl. So, anyway, like, yeah, that wasn't good. Be aware of your surroundings at all times because that's that's not – felt like fucking Fire Marshal Bill. You know what I mean? I'm teaching her how to not burn the fucking thing down while I burn the thing down. Um, <laughs> so, it was like a freak thing because, like, yeah, again, like, I, I never had no shit like this happen in 19 fucking years of doing this. But – you know, things happen when you're in the trenches and you're doing like, you know, all the hands on and all that things happen. There's going to be some bites. There are going to be some scratches. You know, you, you, things are going to happen. But, um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, she hit me in there and I was like, all right. And I, when I quick looked in the, um, in the mirror in the bathroom, I didn't see anything. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm good. It was probably just the impact that hurt so much, you know, someone hits you in the eyeball like that that never happened so i don't even know what that feels like um so then i went back to work and i i did an accident report i was like yeah you know i got fucking cat punched me in the eye so 
Um, just in case anything happens, anything comes from it, it's an eye. I just want to make sure it's like recorded as, you know, an incident. So I went and I, I told them whatever I wrote it down and I went back to work. And a couple hours later, it was still hurting. It felt like a headache in my eyeball. And, uh, I was like, mm, I don't like this. And the one time I wiped my eye and, uh, there was like a little bit of blood on my, on my finger after I wiped my eye. It was like, it wasn't like dripping blood. It wasn't like liquidy. It was almost like a tiny little clot, and I was like, "Hmm, I don't, I don't think that's a good thing," because that came out of out of my eye. So I was like, "All right," and there was never any like profusely bleeding or even noticeable bleeding or bleeding at all, except for that one little spot of blood thing I saw. So then, um, I went in and I asked uh, one of the women that works in the office. I was like, yeah, "Can you look at this?" Uh, she's also the one that like processes like the paperwork and she's like, Oh yeah, I just saw the paperwork that you, you know, you got hurt or whatever. And I was like, yeah, just take a look at this. She's like, Oh yeah, there's like a hole in your eyeball. Like you should probably go to the doctor. I was like, all right. So, uh, yeah, then I went over there and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, there's a good scratch. So, um, they, they put me on like a week of antibiotic drops, which those fucking things burn. And I'm not used to putting anything in my eyes. So, like, you're, like, trying to hold your own eye open against your own will. <laughs> like, it's fucking crazy. And they, they want me to do that shit four times a day. So, it's, like, fucking a lot of it. Um, and then after a week, they want me to follow up with an ophthalmologist um, to make sure that it's not too deep where it can cause permanent damage. It's not, like, on... What is that? The iris? The, the colorful part? I don't know. It's, like... It's like in the bottom of my eye, like I have to pull my bottom eyelid down and, um, you'll see a scratch like on the eyeball on the white part. So, um, yeah, I have to follow up an ophthalmologist after a week and see how it is. It doesn't, I don't really feel much of it now. The time I feel it the most is when I do the eye drops cause it burns and then it like throbs a little bit, like I guess from that spot. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll have to see what they say after that. But otherwise I feel like I'm all good. You know, I was happy that like, I felt like she was feeling better. You know what I mean? I, you know, obviously it hurt like a motherfucker, but the other part of me was like, oh, well she's clearly back to herself and I'm, I'm happy to see that, you know? So, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my story there. Uh, check out, I got your five stars with Jeremy, uh, professor J. Um, I haven't seen him post the show in a little bit. I know he's got a lot going on too, but, um, you know, just keep an eye out there. And he's got a lot of archives. You can go back and check him out. His, hit up some fucking listens on that show. Uh, hit up Wrestling Soup with Joe Numbers, Anthony Missionary Thomas, uh, False Count Radio with uh, Andrew Carluck, um, uh, Nuclear Heat Graphics, Shaheen, as I mentioned before. And, you know, check his pages out for all the different shows he comes up with as the weeks pass. Um, Check out Eric at the We're About to Be 0-1 to the Redskins podcast. The um, Our quarterback is about to be a tackling dummy podcast. We got two first-round picks coming at you. One second-year player, one rookie, both supposedly phenoms out of college, hitting my quarterback at the same time podcast. You can check that out. Um, struggling with Sozio. And, um, I think that's everybody. Um, so yeah, there, there's the plugs. Um, 
just just a quick kind of little extra or whatever. I just wanted to touch on something that's going on in my life. And I, I don't want to be too, too specific about it. Um, but um, my best friend, uh, she she works with me as well as um, lives with me. She she's got some mental health issues and she's she struggled with depression for a while now. And um, she was a girl that worked with me. Um, and she, um, you know, she has an apartment, or she had an apartment and, um, we had her staying with us. Like she would like sleep over every once in a while, you know, sleep on the couch type deal. Uh, we'd hang out, whatever. And then like, as the COVID thing happened, it became, she was just here all the time. And then we just pretty much decided while well, I work with her, you know, she, she stays here. She pretty much just quarantined with us. And then we know that like, you know. We ain't going nowhere. She ain't going nowhere. You know, just just part of the family. So, you know, so we bonded with her more and more. And, you know, she's just 100% part of the family now. And um, so she's just had these ups and downs struggles. And there's some things she can't get out of the way of. And uh, long story short, she went on a vacation recently. And when she came back from the vacation, she was supposed to come back home here. Instead, she went to her apartment. So I hit her up and because I want to catch her up on everything that was going on at work. And uh, I said, you know, you're coming over, right? Like, and she's like, oh, I wasn't going to, but like, you want me to? I was like, yeah. I was like, I got a lot to catch you up on. I was off the next day, so I wanted to make sure she walked back into work, just knowing the deal. So she came over. Good night. You know, we talked about everything, whatever. It was Saturday. Did movie night. All that shit. And, um then like later in the week she told me that like like she had a plan that night you know you know what i mean like and she was gonna hit me up after she knew i was sleeping and said goodbye like and that shit just crushed me man like you know like there's been talk about that type of thing and i've you know steered her out of that you know because i like i really took this girl under my wing because She's just, she's a really good person. She's had a lot of fucked up, like, breaks in life and everything. And, um, you know, I've taught her a lot with the cats and everything. The kids love her. Like, it's just, you know, she just gels with us so well. You know what I mean? Like, she's just, she's just part of the family. You know? And, uh, yeah, to know that something was, like, that close like that is fucking crazy. So she came up. She she said like I I gotta I gotta get help like she's been trying to therapy and the meds and this and this and it's it's clearly too severe. She um so she decided she's gonna check herself into a, you know a facility and that's where she's at now. So it's been since Tuesday she's been in there and you know I'm getting the phone calls and stuff and you know some days you get good phone calls some days you get bad phone calls and you know um. Before going in there, she got out of her, you know, her lease was pretty much running up in October anyway. So she opted out of any like re-signing or anything like that. And the plan is to, you know, get herself right in there and then live with us full time. And then from there, just, you know, just work on, you know, the future and and just the stability, you know, because there's a very good family feel here. But when she goes off by herself, things get dark, you know. And, um, for whatever reason, she seems to pull in that direction. So I feel like if there's less of that direction 
happening, then, you know, we'll hopefully be all right. But it's, it's just, it's a very difficult thing to deal with. And, um, you know, for everybody, you know, because, you know, we care about her so much and then she seems like so fucking right. You know, everything seems perfect. And then it's like a hard left, like boom, out of nowhere and shit, the bottom just falls out of it, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, and that's like a, you know, bigger thing that I've been dealing with, you know, for the past week plus. And, um, yeah, it's, it's not easy. So, you know, things are a little all over the place. You, you know, you might see me on and off the social media, maybe not so active one day and maybe, you know, a little bit more back to my shit talking self another day. And it's just, uh, yeah, it, it's difficult, you know? And, uh, last week I threw my back out. Um, so, you know, you know, fucking, what can you do? And, uh, but it's been a long time since I did that. So I actually missed my first fucking training week this week, which also upsets me. Um, but I had 17 straight weeks up until this week. Uh, I got into the chiropractor, but it was like right before the holiday weekend. So it was like, I got in once and then I'll see you in five days. And it's like, fuck. So it took me a couple of days to even get relief off of that. Cause usually if you go to the chiropractor, like your back's really fucked up the next day, you probably won't feel any better. But two days later, you'll start to get a little bit more mobility back. So that's kind of like the route I went. And, um, you know, now I got a lot of mobility back, but still a lot of pain, still a lot of like fucking you sit down for a while and then try to stand up. It's like, it's fucking, it's an issue. But, um, but I'm definitely going back to training come Monday. Um, you know, I miss one week after 17. That shit hurts because I hate breaking fucking streaks. But, um, you know, is what it is. Um, I'm going to get back to fucking crushing it. I'm going to do my best to start out light. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I know how I do. And light is always like a an initial suggestion that goes away pretty fast once I start moving shit around. So, you know, going to try to keep myself from hurting myself again. Uh, I'm going to hit the chiropractor a couple of times this coming week too. So that way, you know, whatever last parts of this are there, won't knock that shit out as well as whatever I put on myself, you know, from training again. So I'm hyped for the fucking football season, uh, healing up from all that shit, the eye, the back, the fucking whatever. Um, yeah, it's a lot. So I think that's all I got. Right? The fuck else do I got to talk about? Not much. I think that's about it. So yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. I'll talk to you motherfuckers later. Peace.